Hey everybody, this is Devin Boker, and you are listening to The Wildlife, a show that tells nature's untold stories and wild secrets. And today, it is a very special bonus episode because today is a very, very special bonusy kind of day. That's, that's just what it is. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to take this as a quick opportunity to thank our patrons, the people who support us every month at patreon.com slash the wildlife and make this happen. That is Andrea Lloyd, Megan Gariani, Maria Hancocks, Chris Trankel, Matt Capel, Mike Henry, Angela Hartman, Bridget Fitzgerald, and I, I, I think that was everybody. I, I think I did it. Yay! Okay, I got it. Those people, um, they are really the people, I, mean, I, I guess executive producers, if you will, um, of the show. They make they make it happen. And if you want to be a part of that esteemed legacy of folks, you can do that at patreon.com slash the wildlife for as little as $1 per month. And at each level, you get all kinds of extra benefits and bonuses like, like merch and sketches from us personally and, and Google Hangout Zoom call time and getting to submit questions to guests and having your own episode and all kinds of really fun stuff. So check it out if you're interested. And also wherever you're listening, please, please remember to rate and review because I need constant um, reassurance that what we are doing is uh, good and worth it. And I I am proud to say that (laughs) right now we are currently a five-star rated podcast in the top 50 in Apple Podcasts. So uh, keep those ratings coming in. It helps to keep us more visible, help other people to discover and become fans of the wildlife like yourself. Um, That's a good company to be around, right? I'd say so. You're all wonderful, beautiful people. Now, this is the first part. I just wanted to share this really quick. A study just recently published in Gondwana, Gondwana, I'm going to mess that up. And I did. And that's okay. Because, you know what, mistakes, they just, you know, they happen. Everybody has those days. Gondwana research confirms that a fossil first discovered in 2015 by a dinosaur-dreaming volunteer for the Melbourne Museum during a dig near Cape Oatway in Victoria, Australia, is the rare, toothless, long-necked, stumpy-armed relative of T-Rexes, modern birds, and velociraptors alike, the Elaphrosaur, or the light-footed lizard. At nearly two meters, it was first thought to be a pterosaur, but paleontologists at Swinburne University studied it further and realized that what they were looking at was the first finding of this delicately built dinosaur in Australia. The fossil dates to around 110 million years, the end of the early Cretaceous, which means that these dinosaurs lived in near polar environments, though polar back then meant something very different from now. Polar back then was much like the temperate environments today. The timing of this couldn't be better because today we want to tell you the story of another female fossil hunter, one of the greatest, actually, Mary Anning. See, today, May 21st, is her 221st birthday. Well, anniversary of her birth, I guess, not birthday. You know, she's not a household name by by any means, though she is believed to be the inspiration behind the well-known tongue twister, She Sells Seashells by the Seashore. However, it wasn't shells she was selling, but fossils of long-extinct creatures of a bygone era. She was the greatest fossilist the world ever knew, though the sad truth is that much of the world never knew and still doesn't.
221 years after Mary Anning's birth, a young girl from the very town where Mary lived her entire life is fighting to rectify a historical injustice and in recognizing Anning in bronze. A fitting honor for a woman who spent her life uncovering creatures lost to time. 12-year-old Evie has spurred the Mary Anning Rocks campaign to erect a statue of Anning at Lyme Regis on the Jurassic coast. A letter to the city council was well received and their support given. Sculptor Hazel Reeves has been commissioned, support from the likes of David Attenborough has poured in, and to bring further spotlight to the cause, a film was just recently made in Lyme Regis, a biopic called Ammonite starring Kate Winslet as Mary Anning and Sayorzi Ronan about the life of Anning. The Mary Anning Rocks campaign now needs to raise the funds to make the dream a reality. The cliffs at Lyme Regis have long been known as a hot spot for fossils from the Jurassic Sea. This area of Dorset in the United Kingdom is, in fact, now called the Jurassic Coast. Anning's father, Richard, who was a cabinet maker and a, a fossil hunter, he, he died of tuberculosis when Mary herself was just 11 years old. Before passing, however, he and the family worked together to hunt fossils in the nearby cliffs and capitalize on what would prove to be a lucrative opportunity. With the table set up outside their home, the Annings supported themselves by selling fossils of ammonites and other various fossils to tourists and passers-by. The family, consisting now of just Mary, her brother Joseph, and her mother, her eight or so other siblings died during childhood or or infancy, as was kind of common back then, um, was poor and, and left without a provider. However, Richard's skill and affinity for fossil hunting proved to be a salvation for the Annings who carried on the hunts. The following year, at just 12 years old, the same age as Evie now, she made her first big find. Her brother Joseph had dug up a four-foot-long skull. A few months later, Mary returned to that site and began painstakingly and slowly uncovering the rest of the body. It was an ichthyosaur, the first ever to be discovered. The name ichthyosaurus essentially means fish lizard, but the creature was neither of those things. It was a genus of large marine reptiles of the late Triassic and early Jurassic. In 1823, she discovered a plesiosaur. Georges Cuvier, whose extinction theory was gaining significant academic ground and who's often considered the father of paleontology, examined the finding and declared it a hoax. He later admitted that he was incorrect in his assertions. In short time, Anning had defined herself as an eagle-eyed anatomist. When she found something amazing, she sold it. Soon she was carrying the family business, whilst making brilliant discoveries which would form the basis of many museum collections. But despite her many discoveries and her undeniable contributions, she received virtually no recognition in her time. In part, this was due to her work being that of the field and not of theory, which was, and often still, is a bias that's held in academia that prevents those who do much of their work from receiving their due credit. In part, this was due to her and her family's low socioeconomic status. In part, it was due to Mary Anning being who she was, a woman doing the work of a gentleman. The following that I'm going to read is an excerpt from Mary Anning Rocks, the, the website. The Influential Geological Society of London did not allow women to join as members 
or even allow them to attend meetings or lectures as guests. Even though it was very clear Mary knew more about the fossilized remains she discovered and the geology of Lyme Regis than any of the wealthy clients she collected for, it was always the male geologist who published the scientific descriptions of the specimens she found, frequently neglecting to even make a reference to her name. Fossils that she discovered, which are displayed in museums all around the world, still show the names of the wealthy, educated men that bought them from her. Her work was plagiarized then, and still continues to be to this day. Even now, representation of women and people of color in science is more absent than not. The sciences, and especially those geological, still see low rates of PhD earnings by women and people of color, and low rates of authorship. These low rates have nothing to do with natural ability, but everything to do with access, opportunity, and institutional biases which urgently need to be broken down. It would be impossible to list off every discovery made by Annie or the thousands of contributions to science she made, at least not in this format. It would be even more impossible to define her legacy. Her life, work, and story have inspired many since her death in 1847. Now with the help of everyday people, like young Evie of Lyme Regis, and the scientists whose work was inspired by or built upon the discoveries of Mary Anning herself, more can come to know of who she was and the spectacular things which she discovered. That being said, there are many people who have looked this impossible task in the eye and have accepted the challenge. I myself only learned about Mary Anning recently while scrolling through Instagram and coming across wonderful people and scientists like Amy Atwater, who you can find at Mary underscore Annings underscore Revenge. Paleontologist at the Museum of the Rockies at Museum underscore of underscore Rockies in Bozeman, Montana, whose dedication to sharing Annings stories should be an inspiration to us all. If you'd like to support Mary Anning Rocks, you can do this by visiting www.maryanningrocks.co.uk. I strongly encourage you to pledge your support and purchase one of their stellar t-shirts. Friends, family, and strangers alike will see the shirt and want to know who this Mary Anning is. Why does she rock? Is she a rock? What's going on here? And, and now you can tell them. Anyway, thanks for listening to this uh, bonus episode, this, this uh, I guess, birthday celebration of the one, the only, Mary Anning. And, uh, and thank you for listening to The Wild Life. Remember, wherever you are listening, please leave a rating and review. It really does help to boost our visibility. Um, it's, it's already helping quite a bit as of late, as we have hit the top 50 in iTunes, well, Apple podcasts, which is pretty cool. And, um, you know, that it literally, you might think it's like, oh, whatever, I don't need to, but it genuinely is one of those things where you take two seconds of your time and its impact is so incredibly lasting and we appreciate it more than you could possibly know. It's one of those things like you sit there and scroll through and you're like, oh, wow, okay, cool. I got a few more reviews and it just helps to know that, you know, what we're doing is working and, um, you know, and if something's not working, it helps us know what to fix or what you might be interested in hearing, you know, leave, leave comments about, um, topics you would like us to cover or concepts that you'd like us to dive into or questions that you've always had. Like that's, that's totally fine. And if you want to support the wildlife, you can do that at patreon.com slash the wildlife. Go there little as a dollar a month and you can find a complete list of all of the benefits and bonuses that you might receive okay have a good day and until next time this has been devin boker and you are listening to the wildlife